In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. So imagine for a moment, we remove money from the equation. I wonder what today's guest's answer is going to be. Well, today's guest is the co-founder of Rise 25, a done-for-you podcast service to connect and to collaborate. Also as a podcast host himself of the uber-successful podcast, Inspired Insider, he has interviewed some of the biggest names and companies on the planet, from Baby Einstein to Einstein Bagels. Please welcome to the Be Fulfilled Show today's special guest, Dr. Jeremy Wise. It's an absolute pleasure and honor. Tony hey, G. bud. It's been a while. I'm glad you uh, get a chance to bring am, you back to one of my favorite platforms, podcasting, because I think it's one of yours as well. Totally. I'm honored. Thank you for All having right. me. First question out the gate. Every guest has to answer. You heard me say it in the intro. What is your definition of success? Hmm. My definition of success is, well, I have a health definition and a business definition because, you know, success, and I think people default, at least I initially default to money in business, right? Which is when I think of the, what is successful? Well, it's having your health because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So I've been trying to actually put things in place. So I'm healthy. Hopefully I'm 80, 90, 100, 120. So success for me is being healthy first. And then second is to have the relationships around me, family, friends, business people, being able to help them and connect them. That's really ultimately it rise from five. And I figured out what my kind of goal and mission is really to help connect people to who they should be connected to. So success for me is keeping health on track and just nurturing the relationships I have. All right. I like that. I think that's some good kind of just insight. I love it because it's a dynamic answer. But I want to talk a little bit about you for a moment. I'm going to dive back kind of. I'm horrible at talking about myself, by the way, but yeah. Well, that's the one thing I know that you don't (laughs) talk a lot about is yourself. You're really good at engaging and extracting from your guest on your show nuggets. And you usually have pages and pages of notes during your interview. And I've always loved that. But one of the questions that I really want to know is, what was your childhood like? What was it like growing up as Jeremy? And what were some of the things that you were thinking about kind of in your early life that led you into the career you have today? Yeah. My childhood, I would say was awesome. I mean, my family was super supportive and great. I, you know, really was into sports a lot, played competitive baseball, travel baseball. I'd play 50, 60 games in a summer. I mean, that was really a passion of mine for a long time. My goal was to be on the Chicago Cubs. And then once I became a chiropractor, I was like, maybe I'll just be the chiropractor for the Cubs and not be on the Cubs. But I think really my work ethic and everything stems from that because it wasn't like a job, but like playing 60 games in a summer, competitive, you're training anyone who does sports, you have to be disciplined. And I look back and being as a parent, as you know, I don't know how my parents did it with three kids and I had games like in practice every single day. Looking back, it just, you just expect it. Oh yeah, drive me to practice. I don't know how they did it at this point. I don't know if I could do it right now. If my, I'll tell you, I'll yeah. tell you something. So I talked to my sister the other day Yeah, and she's like, I'm so frustrated. I said, why? She's like, I went to pick up our son, Jackson, you know, her kid, and he wasn't even ready. 
Like it's still like 30 minutes. I'm sitting in the parking lot. I could have made the dinner. I could have done everything. Right. And so she says, Jackson, next time, text me when you're outside and I'll come right down and pick you up. You know, what was crazy is you and I survived the other part, right? (laughs) Which is our, you know, parents were just sitting in the parking lot waiting. And today I think we're so busy. We got so many things to do. Technology really has taken some of the intimate part kind of away from us because it's now an expected part. Yeah, totally. I mean, and then on the flip side, my mom is amazing. She can be absent-minded, forget her keys everywhere. So it would be more waiting for her. And she's like, oh, I forgot that I had to pick you up. I'd be sitting there for 30 minutes, an hour. And then like, what happened? Like, I just forgot about you. I forgot to pick you up. So anyways, I think that's kind of fast forwarding a bit how I got into what I got into. I was, for some reason, Tony, I'm really weird. I always had this thing for natural health. I remember when I was maybe seven or eight, my parents, I had like a fever and they were saying, here's this Tylenol. And I was like, I think there's a reason why I have this fever. I don't know why I was saying, I think there's a reason why I have this. I think I'm perfectly comfortable. I don't need to take it. I think my body's just trying to kill off something. And they're like, okay, this kid's weird. But so I've always had that natural health mind. And my dad suffered with really bad neck pain, pain going down his arm, tingling in his fingers. I saw him go through that and he went to medical professionals for a long time. They were recommending drugs and surgery. There was always a time and a place for that, but there was really nothing they can do for him. And after going to the chiropractor for a few months, he was almost 100% better. So I saw him go through that transformation and I decided this is really a passion of mine. And in high school, I decided that's what I was going to do. And so I ended up working for the chiropractor that he went to see. And that's what I ended up pursuing. Think about, you said weird, right? You said, you know, I'm weird. Maybe it's like, you know, you have a spider sense. Maybe you just have been in tune kind of to your body throughout your time, right? You just kind of feel like, I think a lot of us are different in kind of how we do things with our business and our body and our mind. But the one thing that I don't think you are is weird. I think that you are passionate and an individual who you just probably saw enough around you to make decisions that were a little different. And that probably is what led you to be into a business such as a chiropractor, because it's a total different mindset. It's not, you know, just, oh, here's a prescription, go get yourself, you know, some pain meds, and I hope you get your stuff fixed. It's like, why don't we fix you so you never have to come back again? And if you do decide, let's put you on a regular checkup. So you come in, you know, four times a year or whatnot, let's get you healthy and better, right? Totally different paradigm. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why I just want to say you're not weird. You're one of my favorites of the world. I love you and I love how you're passionate and it speaks volumes because in the introduction, I was talking about the guests that you've interviewed, your business partner in Rise 25, John Corcoran, like great, great, great people all around you. You're the constant networker. You're always saying, hey, Tony, do you know this guy? Do you know this person? Hey, let me introduce you to this person. And you brought that up in kind of one of your definitions, right? You just love to network and connect. So what I really need to know and want to kind of like dive into a little bit is for me, I was a shy kid who hit a lot of kind of things that I was going through and I wasn't expressing them to people. So on the flip side, the world saw somebody who looked that he had it all put together. He was really confident, had good friends, but I was kind of like a little like frustrated inside. And so I got really good at figuring out, hey, you know what, how to build better relationships is be a better friend, Mm. right? go help be a better friend. So I was able to flip that around and I've made that part of my life now is networking. And when I met you, I was like, dude, that's why I think there was some synergy for us getting connected, right? Like your passion is helping. It was amazing. I remember the first time we talked, 
within five minutes, I feel like we were telling each other our life story. I'm like, this guy, you know, we just opened up right away. So what I want to know is, tell me a little bit about when you kind of realized that, I'll call it a superpower because I really, I think it is. I think not everybody's born with the ability to connect. What was it like for you when you started connecting people and getting kind of like, how do I pay you back? And you're like, nothing, you're good. Like, you know, I got it. Don't worry about it. Tell me what that was like for you. You know, I think I still struggle with it as a superpower, but like, I think people pointed it out to me. I don't, you know, I think when I connect people, it's just, I do it out of trying to help. And I'm not thinking of myself as a connector. Like I never, I don't think of myself as that at all, actually. And someone just labeled me and said, oh, you're like a super connector. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I don't know. Right. So it was actually someone just pointing it out to me saying that term. And I like, had never really heard that term before, nor do I think of myself as a super connector. I'm just, when I'm talking to someone, just trying to add value to them and that's it, you know? So it has started to sink in a little bit. I think when you know what your superpower is, you start to do more of it, right? And so that has helped me because like, oh, I guess I am constantly trying to connect people. And so I go in thinking, how can I do more of that? Because I really enjoy doing it and you know, it self-perpetuates. Like the more people you get to know and connect, the more people you have to connect. So, you know, one of the things that I remember early on is you're tall. (laughs) It's not every day that I get to look eyeball to eyeball with somebody, you know, being six foot six, you find yourself looking down. And next thing I noticed, we were around and another time we had met, there was, you know, Ian Garlic, Scott, Scott Gray, you and myself. And I'm like, we just need one more for a basketball team. We just need one more for a basketball team. So you mentioned a little bit about, you know, kind of wanting to be a chiropractor for the Cubs. Has that ever worked itself out? No, not really. I kind of abandoned it, but (laughs) um, I never pursued it. And this is why it's not a great gig is what you think it is. Like pretty much you're working for free. I talked to some people who were, did chiropractic for the Blackhawks and the Bears. And it's great for social proof and credibility, but as far as like a business decision, maybe it leads to more business and everything, but you could be on the road. You're not really getting paid. I went when I knew one of the guys on the Indianapolis Colts when they were really well, Peyton Manning was there. And so I'm like, Hey, let's go to the, he invited me. I went to the game. He's like, do you want to come and meet the chiropractor? Come in the locker room. I'm like, awesome. And this guy, he was like a normal guy. He just you know had a private practice and he goes, but you have to travel and didn't entice me at all actually when I learned more about it. But one question that comes up is the platform that we're using right now, the medium podcasting. Yeah. You were an early adopter to kind of getting into the game of podcasting. When did you first launch your podcast? I'm trying to think. So I launched it like it was 2000, I think 10 that I, it wasn't on like iTunes or anything. It was just published on a website, 2010. And was publishing episodes. And then I reached out to, at the point, Andrew Warner, who has an amazing podcast, Mixergy, to interview him. And then I remember we were talking via you know, email and he's like, you know, I like your style. I'm looking for like someone to kind of be a producer. And so let's talk about it. So we talked about it. And I, for six years or so, I was kind of behind the scenes at Mixergy as the producer there. So I started off with my own and then I was doing my, I put that on pause for like a year just to get some systems in place with Mixergy. And then I picked it back up a year later. So I really went full force in like probably 2011 
I produce two episodes a week each week. But I think, and again, it's like changed my life. It's the best thing anyone can do, in my opinion, to form relationship. I mean, John and I met because a you know, business partner, John Cork and I met because of podcasting and we've met ultimately because of podcasting. So it's just from a relationship standpoint, I think it's one of the best things anyone could do. One question that comes to mind around networking, like you were talking about as a skill and the ability, what are some things that you do to kind of prepare for your interviews? Because mentioned earlier about the notes that you're taking during the interview, but mm-hmm. I think you spend, if I'm not mistaken, four, six, maybe 10 hours trying totally. to really kind of like look under the hood and figure out the things that not every day these people are being asked. And I mean, you're producing really a, just an informational based show from start to finish, and it's packed with just stuff that you're not turning on the television and hearing. It's not things that you're hearing on other people's podcasts. So yeah. tell me where that really came from. Yeah, what's interesting about that is I joke around, Tony, I say, I just go to the second page of Google. Most people most people look at the first or second search result and I'm going the second, third page. Like when I'm researching Tony G, I am type your name, I'm going like 10 pages deep. And it's most people just kind of stop at one or two. But what I'm looking for is you know, it's kind of like a good copywriter. A good copywriter will do a ton of research and then the copy just flows out. So when I come in to interview you, I have like maybe 30 pages of notes, but I'm just kind of letting the conversation guide me. But I have those things in my bag. But what I look for, like, for instance, I interviewed Ryan Levesque recently for his new book, Choose. And can you send me those notes? I got an interview with him in a couple oh, of days. Oh, totally. Totally. I'll give you the bio, I'll give you the notes. And what was interesting is, you know, I looked at the book. I always try and read the book, et cetera. And what I looked for is I looked for the acknowledgments. Like I looked at the acknowledgments and I looked at the people who wrote some of the excerpts. That's really what I wanted to talk to him about because it's what no one else probably talked about and they could read the book. And we, we definitely talked about concepts of the book, but I saw that he mentioned this lady in the acknowledgments, which was, he's like, oh, thank you. You spent like hundred hour weeks helping me with the book. And I wanted to find out. So it's, it's basically doing the research to find out what's important to this person. You know, yeah, the concepts are important, but who are the people behind it? And so I think of a book, like especially if someone has a book, I'm looking at the acknowledgements. And I remember Andrew and I were talking about who should he be interviewing next. And I was like, you know, I just listened to the Walter Isaacson, Steve Jobs book. And he mentioned this guy, I forgot his last name, like Elvi something, who was almost co-founder of Pixar. I'm like, they put him in the acknowledgement section you know, he was included like maybe a snippet in the book. I'm like, that guy is like the co-founder of Pixar. I think it was Pixar with Steve Jobs. Why don't you interview him? And so we reached out to him. No one's reaching out to him, by the way. (laughs) So you not only find some amazing information, but you find some amazing people who are behind the scenes who never get approached, you know? So yeah, everybody's looking for the, that name, right? That one, I got Mark Cuban on the show. Well, I'm probably right. not going to get Mark Cuban, but I know Dr. Jeremy knows some yeah, right. related <laughs> to Mark Cuban that could probably oh, exactly get right. closer, right? Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, the research piece, I really look for things that are personal to the person, you know, that I can research. Like I, I discovered one person, a very successful entrepreneur. I found an old video on YouTube that he was doing, showing how to make pancakes for his daughter with animal shapes. And so 
most people are probably like, how did you sell your company for X amount of money? I was like, tell me about making animal shapes with pancakes. And I feel like it hits people on a personal level and it allows them to open up with the other stuff too. So I'm just looking for those things that are personal to them. I like that. So much of what we hear and see today is surface talk, right? You're adding value, bringing depth to a conversation. You're like what I call an archaeologist. You're digging up stuff, not in a bad way. You're just digging up stuff just to kind of like figure it out, piece it together. And then you don't necessarily have it all figured out. You get to ask the guests. So it comes alive. The story becomes better, I think, told, especially when you feel like a a connection. And I think it goes back to networking. I think it, it goes back to how you kind of show up in this world is you're passionate and you care and you want to you want to help and i think when all of those ingredients are put in a vitamix and you hit puree you've got a phenomenal person who does a great job at interviewing you have a highly successful you know inspired insider show you've been doing it you said for well over 9 years right like here's a guy who's been in it even produced some of the biggest shows and you still go to events today and will help People even produce kind of like the weekends at events because I think there's something inside of you that I love, which is is just this authenticity. And I think that you like to help people. And I don't think it's any accident you became a chiropractor because I think that passion shows up in your work for helping people, right? How many patients do you see on an average in a month? I'm not sure. Um, I mean, there was a point and Dr. Scott Gray and I worked at offices in Kentucky. There was a point where, and I've kind of gone a little bit the opposite where, you know, I was seeing at that point, you know, I could be seeing 70 people in a day. And I didn't love that. And it's amazing though, how much of it, you could have a deep conversation. People are like, I could see someone for five minutes and we could get into personal things. And you don't realize it's only been like three to five minutes. So I've kind of gone almost, I didn't love that scenario because it's just, you feel like you're too rushed. I don't like being rushed. So I try and space them out more. So, you know, it may be more like 10 to 20 to 25 people in a given day or something like that. So I have time to like chat with them and hear about their life and everything like that. But going back to your other, you know, made me think, I just love, like you said, the surface level stuff. And you're about this too. And that's why I love kind of getting deeper beyond the surface level. And I find like when you connect with someone on more of a personal level, like we could talk about ship offers and you light up, but we talk about your son, you know, selling t-shirts, like that's, you light up even more, you know what I mean? And that's finding that kind of deep, and that comes with the deeper research and digging. Sure. No, I think the interesting part, I mean, I've been hosting, you know, the Be Fulfilled show for a little bit, but the real magic is the stories behind success, right? Like I'm not asking you questions about money. They're basically off the table questions. They're questions that like not everybody's going to get in every day. Like, you know, we're going to take a break here and a few. And when we come back, we're going to dive into the fulfillment round. And the fulfillment round is like, do you like salmon and locks, you know, like on your bagel? <laughs> like, right. I'm just going to ask you random questions. I'm going to get to know you at a deeper level, right? I'm going to say, so, you know, if you didn't become a baseball player, what other sport would you have played? And the reason I'm doing it is kind of like you, I'm just, I'm wanting more. I want more depth, right? Because then when something comes up in my life or my business, I'm not going, oh, I remember on that conversation, you know, Cubs, like he mentioned it. You know, he lives in Chicago. I bet you he's a Cubs fan. Hey, I'm coming through. Maybe I can call him up, surprise him, say I got two tickets. I'll go to the Cubs game, right? So it's good to know more about your person. Like, you know, I've heard some of the most successful people tell stories like Steve Sims even mentions, you know, 
how he'll sit in a room and position himself just right so he'll get a first chance impression to meet somebody that he normally wouldn't have access to. And then from there, who knows what can be developed, but being in the right place at the right time takes a little bit of courage and creativity. Your Rise 25 events are always you know, themed when I've gone to them. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. last year you were wearing a sunlay on yeah. your shoulder. You look like a guy, right? <laughs> and you guys were having fun. It's this really big theme. And you had the room packed with entrepreneurs from all around the world. They're all kind of dressing up in a theme. Like, how does a guy do this? Well, he's got depth with people. Most people won't show up and participate in something unless they feel comfortable. Yeah. Something magical, the way that you interview and pull data from people and really get them to just be who they are and not feel like, oh, you want an autograph, you want a photo, you know, you want something like you're just getting somebody to tell great stories. And I think we all tell stories and we get caught up in, do I have to make my story be perfect? No, you just have to be able to just have a conversation. It's a nice way of saying, basically, we look like and act like idiots is too strong of a word. So we make everyone else around them. I won't allow idiots. I won't allow weird. and, And John, you know, we'll get wear grass skirt, lay and dress up crazy because I feel like it opens people up. You know, we showed up to one, we had a very high level group we were doing in Vegas and we showed up in, they were you know dressed normal. We, myself and John dressed up in full Elvis gear and like wig, glasses, the full white jumpsuit. And I'm not an extra, I wouldn't say I'm like totally outgoing out of the box. So like me doing that, I'm like, okay, I'll, it's fun. But it just opens people up, you know, when you kind of, yep, yeah. I say when you go first, great things happen. Exactly, exactly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to take a break with Dr. Jeremy Wise today, the host of Inspired Insider, also the co-founder with his buddy John of Rise 25. When we come back, we're going to get into the fulfillment round. We're going to ask a couple more great questions. But the one thing I want you to take to break, listen to what he was saying about walking into a room full of successful business people. And he shows up, takes a chance, takes a risk, and dresses up as Elvis, right? Paul, thank you very much. But he dressed up. Maybe was it to break the ice? Was it dress up to just say, hey, look, like life's about having fun and let's not like conform to all the rules that are set up for you. Let's have some fun bending them a little bit. We're going to ask why they choose to dress like that when we come back, because I think it's something of a deeper than just we do it because we want to get a rise out of you, right? There's something else there, and I want to figure that out when we come back. So stick around right here on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at ShipOffers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Be Fulfilled Show. It's the real stories behind success, right? We take money right off the table. What do we get? We get an answer today that talks about personal health, right? That is such an important thing in our guest's life today because it's literally what he's built his life around. If you take good care of yourself, you'll have a great life because you'll be healthy and be able to do things. When a lot of people are like getting into their 50s and having all these ailments, our guy is nowhere near 50. But the idea is, is that he's helping people to live a more active life with his chiropractic business, but also I think just in the way that he carries himself. And what I want to do, Jeremy, is say thank you for being a guest and a friend. We were talking a break. You've been on my show twice. You know, there's certain people in my life that I just want back because I think there's depth, but you also said 
something at our break is like, you don't get interviewed often. And it kind of made me think about your comment about the Pixar, you know, Steve Jobs, everybody kind of, you know, says, oh, Steve, you know, well, you're, you're a man who I love because you're not needing the limelight. You are very comfortable producing, sitting back and just having a conversation. And that's not some flashy thing. That's just you being you. And I love that. I think that's such a great trait to carry in this world is like, I'm fine where I'm at. Because where is there really to get, right? You get what you want, a million dollars. Okay, then you're going to say, oh, I want two. Then you're never satisfied. You do it in relationships, you know? Like your business partner, he's had four kids. Is five coming, right? Like you just like wonder like, what's next, right? And I know for me, deep down inside, the thing that I keep gravitating towards in this conversation is your grace. There's grace in who you are as a human being. There's grace in how you conduct yourself. There's grace in your way that you discuss your family. There's grace in the way that you live your life. And so my question for a break was, why? Why do you guys dress up, walk into a room being silly, dressing up like Magnum PI or dressing up like Elvis? Why do you guys do that? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. It goes back to the core, you know, of what we try to be every day, which is help people connect to other people. And so I feel like if we enter in the room and help people open up, connect in a deeper way. So when we show up in Elvis, it's not to show off. It's not to get a rise out of them. Like you said, we have gear for everyone to dress up and put something (laughs) on. So it's like, we're all participating together. We just kind of jump in first. And so we're bringing wigs for people. We're bringing sunglasses. We're bringing the Elvis cape. And so, because what happens when you let your guard down you know, people are kind of have their guard up. Some they don't. They've just met each other, and so we show up in kind of like a crazy outfit, and we have ways that they can all participate in it. It lets the guard down. It lets them have a conversation about not just the surface level, what are you doing in your business, and everything, but it opens you up to you know, could be you know, we'll pose different questions on like what's the craziest thing you ever did or what was the, your worst first date? And so we have people kind of tell some personal things, but it starts with kind of showing up and oscillating our guard down and then having people kind of participate. And it carries over in the conversation and everything like that. So. No, I like that. So what I want to do today is we're going to jump you into the fulfillment round. And I think you're going to like these questions. I don't think they're questions that you get every single day, especially if you've only with been in you, I'm sure times. not. <laughs> so you're good there. By the way, how many interviews do you think you've done? Oh, over a thousand. Over a thousand. All right. You ready to enter the fulfillment round? I'm ready. There's no phone a friend. There's no lifeline. There's no tap out. You got to answer. If you don't know the answer, you make one up. Is that fair? I'm, that's fair. Okay, cool. So we're going to start you off easy because I don't want you to run because I, I just set <laughs> all the rules. There's nowhere to run at this point. <laughs> you are a product of the 70s, 80s, or 90s? Mm, 90s. Okay. Favorite boy band of the 90s? Boy band. Is, you can be a girl boys band. To like, is boys sure to men? Was huh? boys to men in the 90s? Boys to it. men. Do you remember a song from Boys to Men? I don't. I don't remember the names. I don't remember any names of songs, really. You just like the tune. You like it. It was just. Yeah, I love that. I love the acapella. Yeah. I like it. Dream vacation. Somewhere that you have thought about, but you haven't gone yet. Somewhere I haven't gone yet is. Australia, and it's part of the reasons because my, my wife is always wanting to go to Australia. So Australia is, is definitely a, a place on our hit list. All right. Who is your ideal guest? Like, who are you looking for to interview? Like, who's a, a good, like, avatar for a guest on your show? That's one of the best questions. I remember I asked Tony Horton that question. 
And I was able to introduce him to one of the three people he mentioned that he wanted to meet. So I love that question. And I should sit down and think more about that. I think like an ego tells me like someone who's well-known, but I don't really, I don't really go after ego too much. I don't know if I care if it's well-known. It's, I'm going to have to think about I know I can't run from this one, but it's a really tough question. I think, you know, Phil Jackson. Okay. I grew up and I knew Phil Jackson and his sons. And I want to, I think he's just certain thing about coaches that they can get the players together on one team and have success after success. I'm fascinated. So like, I'd love to have one of the top coaches of all time. And I consider him one of the top coaches of all time. So what happens like if Belichick came on your show? Would totally. You that interview? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah. I love it. Okay. What's on the horizon for Rise 25? The Horizon Rise 25, you know, we have, we kind of, some people know us as doing a lot of events and maybe a mastermind, but really we are focused on more done for you services. Like you mentioned, the done for you podcast service and some done for you aiding people in more customized lead generation, meaning like reaching out manually via email or social media to people's ideal referral partner. So we're shifting a lot because to done for you piece because it leaves less room for error. We found that when we did the mastermind, there were people who implemented were highly successful and there are some people who didn't implement and we just want to create more no-brainer implementation. So we're really focused on the done for you podcast piece and some of the done for you lead generation piece. I love that. One year from today, where do you see yourself at? One year from today. Let's see. Well, maybe we'll go to Australia, like you mentioned. So like you bring it to the forefront. <laughs> we try and take one trip a year of like a place we've never been. So I don't know, in business and health, like so many things flow through my mind, family, business, health. So if you're talking, you know, business purposes, we're just serving more clients for their podcast, serving more clients for helping them connect with their ideal referral partners and maybe being interviewed by you for the third time. I don't know. Okay. I would definitely love to have you back on the show. I was talking to two people yesterday. The reason I think like I'm compelled to say this, I was talking to two people yesterday. We were talking about how we work really, really, really hard. Not that we're trapped in our business, but we are a little bit trapped in our existence due to the simple fact like, you know, you love what you do, but you feel like if you stop doing it, no one will do it quite as well. Do you feel like that ever? Totally. Of course. What yeah, do you I mean, think I that think, is? I think any hard charging entrepreneur that's like you mentioned before, not being satisfied, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. And I feel like I'm definitely hard charging as far as goals and just working, working. We're on this planet once, you know, unless you believe in reincarnation. And I feel like I just have to leave it all on the court. And so sometimes other things, like I mentioned health, I'm very healthy in a lot of respects. My sleep habits are horrible. And so I'm trying to improve on that, but like, I can't even help myself because I feel like I have so much to do in a day and I can't get enough done. Even when I offload something, I'll take on something else. So I totally resonate with that. And, you know, you'll never see pictures from me, like with the feet up on the beach on Facebook or like that, because that's not my reality, nor I don't know if I even want that to be my reality, but, um, Tony, I totally resonate with that. And I feel that every day because I feel like, I don't know if it will ever be enough. There's always something to do. I mean, if you even look at like Bill Gates, who did Microsoft, now they're just taking that energy to 
you know, nonprofit foundations in solving malaria. So I always feel like there's something beyond what we're doing. So I, I personally feel that every single day. Okay. Yeah. The reason it came up twice yesterday is because I'm stuck talking to entrepreneurs, <laughs> you know, and we feel guilty, right? Like I have this vision. I want to go live, you know, part of my year in Italy. My business dynamics changed. And so instead of me wanting to run off and work, you know, living over in Europe, I said, you know what, like, let me figure out how to dynamically shift it. And then somebody asked me, well, why do you have these things out there in front of you? I said, isn't it nice to put on all the time, the effort, the energy, the hard work, and then take a few weeks or days or a month off to recharge your batteries, you know, go hang out with your family. Because I also found this, and I said this to my wife the other night, I said, I can't thank you enough for all that you do to allow me to go do what I love. And I hope that you are doing everything that you love. And, you know, my wife called me up today and she's like, you want to go to Elton John tonight? And I was like, that was so cool because I didn't have to put any effort into it. I just got to say yes. She went out and researched, found all the tickets. She's like, what do you think? And I'm like, whatever you want, like get anyone that you want. Let's just go. She got it all delivered to, you know, flash seats and like she did it. And it's not that my wife isn't capable. She's very capable. But it was such a nice kind of like full, you know, like come back is, you know, we work really, really hard and our heads down and we come home. And the first thing when I get home, my wife like is up giving me a big hug and say, welcome home. I love you. And, you know, I, I remind myself like, that's why I do what I do, because I love to be an impact in everything that I do to help people become a better version of themselves. And my wife has, you know, been such a great person to model for me of somebody who steps up in new ways and shows me through adversity that you can achieve and go after anything that you want. And she also has been the person, Jeremy, who said, you know what, we don't have to go on vacation. You know, we're fine. And then when we get on vacation, she'll lean over and grab my hand and says, thank you so much for helping me. I really needed this. Mm. And I know like I really needed to go cut loose and go to a, you know, a concert tonight. Like I just, I've been under a lot of pressure and stress. And I think sometimes we don't know what's good for us. And so it's good to have totally agree. Yeah. our spouse I mean, to say, come on, we're just going to go do this. You need to like, go have a good night. One of the reasons I love, you know, if anyone's listening, if you've listened to Shoe Dog, I feel it's like entrepreneurial therapy because mm-hmm. if the founder of Nike just like went through these huge swings and cycles, when you see, oh, this is an iconic brand that has it all together and you see behind the scenes they haven't. For me, it was therapy to listen to that book. And I, I kind of compare, like you were saying, the pressures of entrepreneurship, I compare it to Chicago weather because <laughs> one day it's the polar vortex. It's like negative 20. They say it's colder in Chicago than Siberia or Antarctica. And then three days later, it's 50 degrees and you see a 70 degree swing in temperature. I was like walking around thinking, maybe it's not like it for everyone. For me, it just feels like an emotional swing. And one day it's like, oh my God, it's negative 21 in the business. And then the next day it's like 50 degrees. This is amazing. Let's wear shorts. Yeah. So I totally, totally relate to that. Well, I am sending you something. Won't share it with everybody, but I'm going to send it to you. Okay. I'll put these together five days in a row. You work through the content. It's a mindset. And we talk about you know, Monday, it's, you know, how to never lose. Then we talk about on Tuesday, your word matters. We talk about, you know, Wednesday, that time, it's like this thing that you can never get back. We talk about Thursday, about aim. 
in your life and in your vision. And then your vision has to be crystal clear by the end because you kind of now have worked through these chunks. And so I just, I fired them off to you because I was listening to you say time. Like, you know, I just, you know, I just don't sleep well, right? Well, here's a doctor who said at the very beginning, health. (laughs) Totally. And you got to get some sleep. I I know, you're right. So I'm going to chunk down some stuff. I'm going to make some time available. I'd love to walk you through it. This business thing's like a drug. It's like... It is. It's addicting. I don't know what to do. Even if you watch the movie with Bradley Cooper, when he ran out of it, he was a zombie. Right, yeah. He didn't have it. The moment he got it back in, he's fired up. I'm not saying that you don't get to do it. You just got to like pull back. Yes, I totally agree. I don't know if this is video or only audio, but I have this here. So I look at Yeah, this. you got a beef-filled journal. I love yeah. it. Yeah. How do you like so, it? Love it. You know, I love the part, the grateful for part. You know what I mean? Yeah. I am grateful for. I, you know, that's a good start just as a reminder for things. We always, I don't know, on social media, I don't like using we, but like I always look at people and um, it's hard not to compare yourself. Like you're seeing people with larger followings, larger business, larger vacations, whatever. I found a word and, to replace it instead of yeah. Compare. Go ahead. Have compassion for people. Yeah, but I found myself thinking, well, you know, just what are you grateful for? Takes erases that for me. And seeing someone, you know, watching a video of someone just like getting a random package to a homeless person, it's like this yep. person doesn't have a home, right? And so I should be grateful for just the necessities of life. Yeah. So. No, I, I love it. That's why, I, anyways, that's why I mentioned it because your journal, you know, it starts off with current focus, but then the second thing is what I'm grateful for. Yeah. Your current focus, a lot of people have asked me, hey, Tony, why did you put that in your journal? Yeah. So here's an interesting thought. I've been, I've been spending a lot of time with Wayne, Wayne Dyer, mm. and just diving deep into his work and dearly miss the guy. And I never got a chance to meet him personally, but I feel very connected to his spirit. And the first thing that he does in the morning, is you know stretch and say thank you three times. Hmm. So his current focus that. is gratitude, right? Because if you're in gratitude, man, life just works, right? True. And so we've been spending a lot of that. And so yesterday in our sales meeting, we were talking to our team, and I literally said, like, what's the first thing that you think of, right? And so there was a storm coming, so everybody was like, you know, how are the roads? Or like, you know, am I going to be late for work? And you know, our first thought really shapes who we are in our day. So when we get to sit and just be an immense amount of gratitude about it, man, like you really begin to, your energy and your thoughts, everything kind of play off of it and you attract like energy. So when I get up in the morning and I'm just in gratitude, you know what I receive more throughout my day is gratitude because I'm being in a different frequency in the world saying, whoa, what's going on with this guy? And I even said, like, sometimes if you listen to Wayne, it's like he almost let's go of everything that's going on around him. And like, somebody's complaining. He's like, uh, you just can see him. He's like, that's weird. Like, that's <laughs> not me, right? So I love- I've listened to The Shift, it. that movie, The yep. Shift, I've watched it like five times. Yeah. yeah. And you know, those are the things. Like, if you remember in The Shift, when the gentleman was so frustrated with his wife, he runs to, basically down to a park, he takes a walk and there's a, a homeless man pushing a shopping cart and he asks, do you have any money? the guy's like, no, (laughs) right? And I think, you know, he goes, yeah, do you have a cell phone? And the guy's like, no, I don't have a cell phone. I'm basically like homeless or whatnot. (laughs) But he gives him what he has, which is like five or six cents, right? And throughout the conversation, they start breaking the ice, kind of like getting to know each other. And by the end, 
the gentleman who's homeless says to the gentleman who now who has five or six cents, he says, do you have any money? And he said, yes, I do. <laughs> and he gave it back to the guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of what life really is, is that we've received everything we truly need. Now our job is to help others get what they need by helping them to figure out what it is they want. And I really have gotten that today with you and our conversation talking about your show, talking about health, talking about how you show up, talking about being contribution, talking about being a, you know, a great husband and a father, being a great friend, being somebody who's always looking out for others, who's really willing to yeah, dress up like Elvis if it helps make the room go better. But like I just love that about you, Dr. Jeremy. And thank I you. Say thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks at our next big event. Always a great person to have around. So thank you. I just wanted to say thanks. Couple last questions for you. I will put notes for Inspired Insider up in our show notes so you can find them at tonygrubmeyer.com. You can just search Dr. Jeremy Wise. Also, we'll get details on Rise 25. So if you are looking for somebody to come along and have a done for you podcast, you've been thinking about an idea, don't know of what you should launch, you can always probably have a consultation call with the team, and figure out what's kind yeah. of done for you and get you launched. Is there anything I'm missing today that you need to share or plug? No, I think that's it. I mean, I think really I'm here to help, right? So if someone has questions on any of those topics, specifically, I guess email me. I'm happy to answer anything I can help you with. But no, I think you covered it all. All right. Anybody listening still? Phil Jackson. <laughs> no way to get Phil onto Inspired Insider. Let me know. I'll get you connected because I'd like to talk to him too. But we'll get you guys connected. <laughs> and that's Dr. Jeremy Wise. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. And until next time, go make today the most beautiful day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. Forever.